This is Power 1 and 2 Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Everybody right now caught in the jostle for space in the race, trying to keep up with the pace, but the space round cram. Everybody is jamming, 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 jamming for a better life, a better way of living. In the meantime, simple things we forgetting, like how to say good morning, morning neighbor. Oh yeah, good morning, morning neighbors. Neighbor. Thank you, Avery, for our major news. Of course, we have a news brief coming up at eight o'clock, and that's all courtesy of the fine folks out at Champlain Audit Services. All right, let's get a quick look at traffic, see what's happening on the highways and the byways. We're heading from northbound on the solid. You got some traffic. Let's take a look at south. Uh, going through Kukie Village, that Naprima Mayara Road. Yeah, you've got some traffic there for sure. All right, Turbo Link exit the highway. Yeah, you're going to get traffic. You make that little U. Bonaventure Road to the highway. Got some. All right, Rivlet Road to Coover, uh, top to bottom heavy as well. All right, um, and then Chase Village towards Chaguanas, not too bad. After that, you're heavy all the way down um, towards the interchange. All right, there's an accident around the vicinity of Chief Northbound, uh, Mazda 3 is in the middle lane, uh, Van is on the median. Uh, on its side, so it's taking up really one lane that is blocked. Going through uh, Kelly Village, Carony, uh, Piaco towards Yui, Valsin to Port of Spain, out of Santa Cruz and Maraval on the saddle, heavy out of Diego. Well, you know, you get the idea. Yep, traffic has started. All right, so traffic has started this morning. So there you go. All right, it is 12 minutes after the hour of. Um, uh, 7 o'clock, thank you so much for joining us on the second hour of the Power Breakfast Show. All right. Um, yeah. All right. So let's get the results of our uh, morning poll, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right. Are we are we doing YouTube this hour, Steve? Uh, yes. All right. Because I want to know if the... Yeah, um, yeah. Camera is on, please. All right. I want to know if the... All right. So I'll put on some clothes. Let me put on my camera. TMI. Right. Right. So the results of our poll, we asked this morning, do you believe that the that there should be a ban on the importation of fireworks in Trinidad and Tobago? Quite a bit of people voted this morning. Twenty-three of you said yes. One person, Miss Maloney, said no. It'll be interesting to find why Miss Maloney said no. Because no Maloney had it hard too. But then hey, wait, wait. you're sure I think it's two people said no, you know. No, she called back to confirm she said no. Okay. I, I only got... She is the only person now who I heard said no. 
I stand corrected. But she, what, what is that? She voted no. And then when Steve Khan called Miss Maloney on the phone, yeah. uh, uh, as a saying yes, she called back to say she yeah, said Yeah, it was Miss Ingrid that um, yeah. said yes. So it's one Steve here in Guinea, so. What is that? Yeah, but it happens. It happens. What? <laughs> yeah? Yeah. The, the dysfunction yeah. started uh, with his feet and then moving up. So now it reaches ears. So you can imagine everything in between there going already. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I need a rage. I'm the ideal person. I'm the ideal person for you, Steve. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. All right. So that's the result of poll. Of course, stay. you can log on onto power102fm.com or go to our mobile app, which you should have by now, and um, and vote. And tomorrow morning at quarter to the hour, we, quarter to seven, we'll give you the final uh, results. All right? So They're not manning any imputation any fireworks. They're not. You gave us a call right now, right? Because um, we do have, in 15 minutes, we'll call the minister, Mr. Armour. But you can call us right now. Two 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 eight two five five. Not banning none because then people have powerful friends, and they could set up in Marval, in Arima, in Shagona, in San Plano, and you know, every local granny is a little shocked. And you can't fire, you can't sell if you can't import. The authorities know it's a nuisance. They know it's dangerous. It's not the first time it's caused fires. Animals that are stressed, animals die every yeah. year. People have a loud chorus of calls every year because of the distress it call it causes by its indiscriminate use. It's dangerous mm -hmm. on many fronts. But guess what? Somebody making money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look, I sent you the video by East Dry River how these fellas using it at each other. Yep. And as Wendell said, now they're masking the gunfire with the fireworks. Correct. Mm -hmm. On New Year's Eve. Which Correct. makes it even more dangerous. Yeah. But that ain't a problem. And you see, when the country has reached the stage of 600 plus murders, and you wonder when you, the, the, the little thing, the so called little thing slide, mm -hmm. this is why we've gotten to where we are now, because we've always allowed the so called little things to slide. Yeah. So it started to cause a problem decades ago. We did nothing about it. Until it caused like an experiment, and, and I'm not wishing this because somebody could jump on themselves and ball. I wish in this, like, what the ball? I wish we have 600 murders last year, which is utter nonsense. Mm -hmm. When you see other jurisdictions that buildings and warehouses blow up and people die, that store fireworks. Have you ever seen those? Yes, yes. Until that happens, mm -hmm. then the authorities will take action. Yeah, I have to agree with you. <laughs> I have to agree with you. So, and you hear something unfortunate like five die in fireworks, warehouse explosion. Then they go rush fast past the parliament mm -hmm. and pass laws to, for the, to ban the importation or regulate it mm -hmm. more, more stringently. But yeah. until then, oh, it's only fireworks. Because my, my you, dog has a, my dog yeah. has a padded a padded soundproof room, so I don't worry mm -hmm. about that. And imagine people have to go through these lengths to protect the elderly and the animals. And, and so the elderly. Yeah. yeah. The, the impact on pat in particular the elderly because it's mm. so... This year was particularly bad. Like, they couldn't wait for COVID yeah. to die. Correct. And I was kind it of surprised at quarter that. quarter to me and ended after, just after one. Yeah. yeah. That's the average time. I have to admit, I was surprised because last year gave us hope that it wouldn't It wasn't bad last so bad. year. Yeah. But this year... Like, like they save it up. Yeah, boy. Maybe they buy one, get one free. Mm. Mm. True, eh? But they didn't care this year. They went on and 
Then they went on Monday night, mm -hmm. and then they went on some people Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night had some. Last night too. Okay. Yeah. So they've been going. Yeah, we have some calls coming. And then Carnival Tuesday and Friday we'll get again. Oh jeez, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, good morning, um, caller. Good morning, gentlemen, again. Mm. Morning, lady, again. See, morning, I darling. How are you going? Morning, wait, 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 wait. Don't jump in. Um, you ain't talk yeah, to me yet. I'm to you. No, no, I go, I go, re I go re reinvigorate your memory for you. <laughs> Can I know how to do that? Look at that, she can't catch herself. Listen, she can't catch herself. Listen, I tried to say what I had to say, Paul confusing me. Listen, you see the question. No, you're confusing me. You have your total bay. I say, total bay. I pass the stage at total bay. I don't think I so. Do, I do all for total bay. I don't think Listen, so. Listen, I, I only ask the question, how only ask the question, I answered it. But you know, there is a clause I wanted to say. Only for um, authorities at, at occasions like um, independence and so. In a country yeah, but that, that is not ordinary citizens buying it. The, the state yeah, could import it to do that. And that's a special license. Yeah. You understand? So that, well, that's what I'm saying. You should have put in a clause that to, for ordinary citizens. They're yeah, writing law now. I, I like that. I like fireworks, you know. But it have you have to go and look at it in a control environment. But you like you at, like different kind of fireworks. At a specific yeah, that too. At a specific time. But you see mm. this listen, that going on for the rest of the weekend. Last mm. night I it was around me again here, front and back. Well I had to say east, west, north and south. And I saw according to Wendell plenty is it lantern or flares or whatever. Yeah, the flares. Immediately yeah. flares. I watched them traveling at a distance. I said, but that will fall on, on somebody's and people's houses. What mm -hmm. the hell is going on in this country? Well, I went to bed. I lie down there. I said, but take a five so I'll get her back for the countdown. I'm searching the stations to see if they have any parang, any sesh dance sessions, anything, nothing. So I look at the station from abroad, the foreign station. And, but their own was an hour after. But during the, I got up late, and just about the time I think was midnight. Is that we almost wake me up, you know? When I hear the gun, and it, you're only right, you know? It had a lot of gunshots through that, you know? Fire mm -hmm. can be so overpowering. I heard some things that didn't sound like fireworks to me. It was yep. ridiculous. And the dogs. Well, all this morning, one of mine still crying. Oh, hmm. God, you know. I put them up, I secure them, and oh, God. The dogs bawling. Senior citizens shaking. What is that? It's too much, man. It's too much. And the house is too close. People hardly have yard space. All they getting on with this nonsense. And Paul is right. It's high places. People in high places. Um could get away with this thing here by importing mm -hmm. that story. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the government making plenty taxes or so from that um, fireworks, but if it's so, they have to stop that, you know. They have to get income from some other sources. You know, but you know what else they'll say? Yeah. Oh, in nine days, Trinidad, and then people can forget about that, man, in nine days. Uh, the other, just, just I want to say briefly about the um, 
this new variant, the, well, sub-variant of the sub-variants, and it like it more deadly than, than the real beginning variant. So I think the government, I watching the carnival here, the real people just behave and jump on one another, and it's a whole hog up and jam and wine. What is going to happen now with the precautions? You're really talking about airport? From me worried because you're like, the only person jumping on and jamming and it is you. Yeah, but so. it's sounding to me like, uh, from what I read certain things, articles, is that it's, um, it's not even lingering in your, in your nasal passage, going direct down into your lungs. So what this test going to prove? Mm. And, and I'm asking the minister, he only will have him there. Please re let business places reintroduce washing of hands and hand sanitizers. I find so. Many places. Well, Massey never stopped. Yeah, eh? I have to admit, Massey has never but, stopped. But they don't well, enforce it when they're They don't yeah. enforce it. They don't enforce it. They, they used to. They used to make sure you're doing it before. They don't enforce yeah. it anymore. The yeah. sinks are still that you can wash your hands if you want, but they don't enforce it. Yeah, but to me, the responsible thing to do is to do it, use it, if it did. Some, some places I go, I, they don't have things also, the stores, and, and you look around and say, where is the sanitizer? We stopped that long time. Hmm. So, Minister, all you reintroduce it, please, and the wiping down of trolley handles and all that, because they say, as you touch somebody or a place, you could catch it. So it's, hmm. it's, it's more contagious. So to the minister, reintroduce that that um, washing of hands and sanitizing, please, and, and the wearing of the mask. Yeah. Um, I'm not look. I, I, right. I hear Thank you, Gina. I'm not looking forward to that wearing of that mask again. No? I, I still wear mine every time I go out. Good morning. Oops, it is. All right, so two 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 eight two five five six one two eight two five five. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Mr. Wendell, is Mr. Embers what locate the $1.3 million for Tobago Carnival? They wanted their own carnival. They got their own carnival. What they doing with the next carnival? That was my question for this morning. That's a How good question. That's a good question, too. Maybe we could pose it tomorrow or Friday. Should yes, Tobago to have a separate budget, a budget again for another carnival? It's a good question. Yeah. I want to know who issued the check. If they don't, if they have money and they don't know what to do with it, they can drop it in my mailbox. But Tobago cannot <laughs> get money twice. <laughs> Definitely cannot. All right, it's a good question. I don't know that Tobago got money for the October Carnival. To be fair, that was raised by private sector, and the assembly no. uses cultural allocation. I don't know that the government specifically funded the October Carnival. Hmm. That's okay, well, that, well, that's something well, we that had to I don't know that Tobago yeah, would have been able to do that by the, on their own. I don't. I think that was largely private sector driven. That October mm -hmm. Carnival. Okay, okay. Well, then we have to find out that. But I thought they had money swinging all over the place. I need a break. I but if, but if you tell the country you, you want your own carnival in October, I don't understand why you want money for carnival in, in February and March. Yeah. But that yeah. is what I want to know myself. Like you have another trip, another cultural trip to New York to plan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Good morning. morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Um, that that is a good question. I have had a question to ask for a long time, and this this lady will bring it back up to me. To, in the front of my mind. 
um, has, has the way the coronavirus spread changed? Because what we were told initially, that it was spread by droplets from your mouth and your sneezing and whatever, whatever. Also, it is spread by touch. But the primary way that it is spread is from droplets. Yeah. But touch, touch is, <clears throat> the touch is associated with the droplets, you know. Because if you touch all the droplets, if you put your hand on, the <clears throat> on anything where the droplets came, and then you 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 touch somebody. That's all. So it 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 really is about the droplets at the end of the day. Right. But mm -hmm. what I what we were told was the droplets goes directly from someone's coughing or sneezing, and you inhale it. It it is that is how it's transmitted primarily. Right. Well, I guess that 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 is one way. I I don't so, see that being so, the only so, way. So. Because if you okay. touch, if you touch the droplet, if you somebody sneeze on a on a on a let's say on a on a on a straw, a cat, and oh. you touch it, and then you wipe your eye or rub your eye or something after, or you you thing your nose. I have this I have this habit of always um thing in my nose. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Because of my sinuses, you could get it that way. Uh, all right, I, I guess I guess my question is answered because I I never understood if if. if, if what is the big thing about washing your hands now and you're not wearing a mask and people insisted that you're washing your hands and they take your temperature and you're not wearing a mask? I, I, I didn't understand it the at all. The temperature thing is, to me is bogus, it, but we can talk to the minister about that. That to me is bogus <laughs> because nobody recording it. Nobody could tell you that you're one over or under or whatever. That is bogus, but I, I don't have no problem with the sanitizing and washing your hands. Simply because when you go into a grocery or a public place, you're touching a lot of other things. So you don't want yeah. that if you have the virus, that you're actually putting the virus onto other things that people are going to pick up. So I have no problem with that part. But on the other hand, I don't, I don't support. Why should a minister have to come and mandate that we wash your hand? Lincoln, where you live in? <laughs> where you live in? I I, I, since that has been introduced, I have recognized how nasty your hand has been during the course of the day, the, uh, the day uh -huh. the thing. So every opportunity I see, I think now I just still practice washing my hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A steering, I, a steering wheel is one of the nastiest things out too. Yes. Since this has been, this pandemic, and you're washing your hands, and, and somebody says how nice, white, clean plastic things, and you shame off when you put your hand on anything because I do construction, I do you know different things. So you you never really practice really washing your hand during the course of the day. But when you wash your hand or during the day, you shame because the water black. <laughs> you know? So mm. I still practice it. I, I don't need a, a, a minister of of health to come and dictate to me, keep washing your hands. Anyway I see a thing that I wash my hands. Yeah, you always understand? do. Because I personally believe we are still in a pandemic too. I don't yeah, feel people yeah. going around and, and people going around with, 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 with misconception that we're not in a pandemic anymore. You know what I'm yeah. We are still All in right. a pandemic. Thank you. And people are still getting sick. Yep. And there are people who will get more sick than others. All right. Take one more call before I call my guests. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Hey, morning, poor children. Well, mm, good morning. Good morning. 
Morning, morning, Mr. Patrick. Hey, what's going on, eh? You see this thing? It's real, eh? The COVID is real. Our brother now who died weekend from COVID. Oh, Lord. Sorry to hear about that. Yes. He died. He was about 70 years. The wife said, we call him and he, he get the news and he collapsed. He was sick anyhow. So that COVID is real. So here what's going on. People, all the better are put back all the masks. And then all them business place put back the thing outside it. Because people lax. People really let them all the guard right now, right? You understand? No. Tobago. Carnival. Oh, they don't understand politics, boy. Colin Bell had to get the people money for Tobago Carnival because PNM going back to Tobago. Meaning they call an election in Tobago, PNM go hold them back because they never stop supporting them. Hey, politics. Hey, big politics play all day. Yeah. Good point. Good point, Mr. Right. Patrick. Thanks, Mr. Patrick. All right. All right. So, Mr. Patrick is foreseeing a snap election in Tobago um, and PNM winning all 15 seats. All right. <laughs> we tried. We waited at a, 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 to get our guest online. Our guest will be Minister of Health, um, the Honorable Terence Dayal Singh, and Dr. Brian Amor, who is the CEO of the Southwest Regional Health Authority. Um, we're going to talk health issues this morning. Um, boy, do we have health issues. There are people who have health issues who don't know they have health issues. And one of them is bipolarism and things like that. I'd like to do a program on, on that. You know. I'd like to get an expert in on people who suffer from bipolarism and, and split personalities and things because we have several of those walking around. Several. <sighs> Paul, you're gone? Right here. All right, okay. Can you get an expert on bipolarism and, and split personalities? I've done some work on it myself, but I can't get an expert. Yeah, get to do do some get do let's do a program. But they're two different things, eh? Huh? They're two completely different things. Um, bipolarism and split personality. Yes. Okay. Bipolarism. But I would like to. I would like personality to. Personality is more akin to somebody who's who may be suffering from schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. Bipolarism is something completely different, where people can go from the extremes of real lows to extreme highs in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. But there's an imbalance of uh, this system. Recording in progress. All right. All so right. We, got, we have the minister online. Yeah, I do have Minister Terence Dial Singh and Dr. Brian Amore online. He's the CEO of SWRHA. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Good morning, one and all. Happy New Year to each and every one of you and your listeners. Wonderful. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning Dr. Amore. Morning. Welcome to the Power Breakfast Show. We have. Uh, Paul Richards and Wendell Stephen and Richard Raghubara Singh um, will join us shortly. Ready? Okay. Good morning, <laughs> Dr. Mr. Dayal Singh, Minister Dayal Singh, and Dr. Morning, Amor. Morning, Happy morning. New Year to you both. Is this the first time you're speaking with um, Dr. Amo? I don't think so. We spoke to him before. Yeah, oh, we did. Yeah. So welcome to the Power Breakfast Show. Okay, um, thank you very much. Well, Minister, let's start off with the fact that COVID is still um, raging, and especially in China. Um, how are we in Trinidad and Tobago preparing for it? And there, there are reports of a new variant. I don't know if you can confirm or deny it um, for us this morning. 
Okay, so first of all, let's let's start let's start with some facts. Um, last week over the Christmas vacation, I asked Dr. Carrington, who does the genomic genomic sequencing for us, to advise me on what is circulating in Trinidad and to clear up the misconceptions about these new variants in inverted commas. The information I have from her in her written report is that Omicron, which was a new variant, which came on the scene in December of 2021, that variant of concern has spawned a series of children variants and then grandchildren variants, to put it in layman's terms. What is mistakenly happening is that people are referring to these children and grandchildren of Omicron as new variants, and they are not. They are subvariants. The XBB, which is what is circulating, is a, recomb- is, is a, is, is a combination of BA.2.10.1 and BA.2.7.5. So it's a combination of two children variants of Omicron. So let's clear that up. All these BA7, BA5, BA2, 101 XBB are not brand new variants, but are in fact descendants of Omicron. So I hope I could clear that up. Um, okay. In Trinidad and Tobago, BA5 um, was detected since July 2022. Um, an XBB has been detected since early December 2022. So it would have been circulating before that. Mm-hmm. What it means, therefore, is that these two variants, which these two child variants of Omicron, look, I just made that the um, same error, have been in Trinidad, and we have not seen an explosion of cases. What we have seen is a gradual increase recent cases, and Dr. Morton speak to that. The other part of your question, what are we doing? We took a decision in um, November last year that right after Christmas, this is before all this thing about China came up, we took a decision that we are going to ramp up our vaccination drive starting after the first, um, after the New Year's weekend in Trinidad and Tobago. What we were concerned about is not really China, because China wasn't on the, on the map then. What we were concerned about is people coming down for carnival from the North American countries and from Europe, bringing in influenza, bringing in COVID, because their health systems are now challenged with this triple pandemic of covid influenza, and something called RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. That is the rationale for us now asking people to get vaccinated because Carnival is going to bring in thousands of persons into Trinidad and Tobago from the cold climates where these three viruses are um, circulating. So I hope I have answered your first question. As you raise the issue of vaccinations, um, I would have heard a comment from yesterday from mm-hmm. Dr. David Bratt, who mm-hmm. has basically rubbished the Sinopharm vaccination um, because he says it's useless. His, his, his yeah. exact word is that it's useless because of the protection that it affords. 
How, how do you respond to that? Okay, so I can only respond to nonsense with science. We engaged in a seroprevalence study last year done by the University of the West Indies by Dr. Carla Maria Alexander, independent of the Ministry of Health. We tested 949 samples at random. So I'm saying that up front. It's a random testing, whether you are vaccinated, unvaccinated, brand of vaccine, which is a pretty good sample size, 949. Of the 949 samples, 50 of them were non-reactive, meaning that those 50 samples did not show signs of antibodies. So 5.27% of the 949 were unreactive. However, 899 out of 949, or 94.73% of the samples, showed that those persons had immunity, whether it was due to vaccination, whether the vaccination was AstraZeneca, Johnson Johnson or Sinopharm, remembering that Sinopharm was our most popular vaccine, or immunity derived from um, what we call um, natural infection. You got COVID and then you develop immunity. So we are confident that these numbers tell us that between vaccination and naturally acquired immunity due to infection, that out of 949 samples, 899 people showed that they have antibodies to COVID. I could only respond to rubbish with science. Mm. Well, I, I think he was, uh, to be fair to him, though, he was a little more specific to, to its uselessness with children in particular, and I think elderly people. And I know that well, most of you the see, people... You see, again, you can't, you can't put rubbish in. We never use Sinopharm on children. Mm-hmm. We okay. only use Pfizer paid pediatric on children. So, you right. know, I, I, it, it, it just baffles me why, why we say these things. We uh, never I think in the study, they, did they go as far as disaggregating uh, out of the 800 and out of the 900 people in the sample uh, who took what vaccine so they could right. disaggregate, which was more potent? that is what they are doing now. These are the mm-hmm. preliminary results which we got in early December. And which poll I shared in the Senate when I had that ridiculous motion by David Nackett. I read out the same report in the Senate. Um, you may recall that or you may not. I, so I remember when you doing... came in and did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the next question and is you uh, spoke on, about hold, the, no, the, the effective well, and the subvariant. So, yeah. Hold on, hold on. I want to answer your question. Dr. Alexander is now doing that disaggregation. Okay. Okay. All right. So right. we can expect that result soon. The, yeah. If I can call it a sub-variant of Omicron that you described earlier on, are mm-hmm. those in any way more contagious or virulent? There, there seems to be evidence that they are more transmissible, but the evidence also shows that with Omicron in the early stages, they may not result in significantly more hospitalizations or significantly more deaths, especially amongst the vaccinated. Hmm. Okay, so you start, you're, you're reintroducing the vaccination like, program from Friday. And, and I would like Dr. Moore to come in here now to tell okay. you what he is noticing in his hospital about the ratio of unvaccinated to vaccinated people. 
All right, Dr. Amor, good, good morning again. Go ahead, please. Hi, morning. Um, yeah, so for Southwest Regional Health Authority um, at San Fernando General Hospital, where we have the hybrid system, um, we are housing COVID patients on the ward. So we have noted on the specialized hybrid ward, um, which is sequestered off and everything for infection prevention and control. So we noted when we started in November after the closure of Augustus Long, on average, we will have about five to six um, patients on a given day. Within the last month, and listen to the Honorable Minister in terms of noting the Omicron variants, we have noted um, a, an increase in the number of persons on the wards at this time. So on average now it's about 20 persons on the ward, um, more so over the December, Christmas period. And this is why from a public health standpoint, um, aspects of persons coming in for Christmas period, increased socialization and so forth. We still have to practice, even though we want to uh, remind the country, again, of the simple three Ws that works all the time. But in terms of what we are noticing, we are noticing an increase in the number of persons with COVID and um, on the wards. Now, those with COVID, they clearly... Most of them are what we'll call incidental COVID in terms of they don't have the actual COVID disease, but they definitely have evidence that have been recently infected with COVID. And of course, they come in for their other diseases that they principally are treated with. So therefore, what that shows, that is a hallmark as being described in the discussion that, you know, COVID is still with us and that we still have to practice the safety measures in terms of um, percentage vaccinated and unvaccinated. Um, it still shows that persons who are coming to a hospital, um, most of them are still un unvaccinated or have an incomplete vaccination series. So certainly at a national level with the whole vaccination program, I want to remind the, the public, you know, the concept of herd immunity. So therefore, your vaccinate has to protect yourself as well. But the vaccine really works best on a population when as many people as possible become vaccinated so that you do not have that level of transmissibility in the general population. And we have noted that throughout the ages with even vaccine-preventable diseases. So our very mature childhood immunization programs for other diseases demonstrate that fact. If our entire population is vaccinated or the, or the herd threshold level is vaccinated, then you simply interrupt the transmission. So yes, COVID is still with us globally, um, but the issue of vaccination, both on an individual and a population-based level, is that vaccines wane if even you get COVID and you require immunity, it's temporary. So the entire population, it is best to get the entire population vaccinated so that you could interrupt transmission in the long term. So it's, I just wanted to emphasize that point. Okay, let me Dr. just bring in uh, uh, Dr. Ragobar Singh. Good morning. Just to, to our colleagues. Right, good this. morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Richard. Dr. Dr. one more question. How covered are people who have had two vaccines at this point? Because we are always understood that, uh, or Minister Dial Singh, that the if efficacy of the vaccinations wane after time. So, so persons who may have had a complete regimen as advised by the ministry or WHO, how covered are those people at this time? Brian? Okay. Yes, okay. Yes, so the Ministry of Health policy has been clear. Um, as the science grows, so does the evidence. So initially, there are two vaccines, and then they have recommended boosters, first and second boosters. So all those global initiatives supported by the local science and our expert team at the ministry. So vaccines do wane over time. COVID is an evolving science. So right now, um, if you have had 
two vaccines. Um, we have encouraged since as of late last year, well, last last year and even in 2022, to get the boosters. And if you haven't gotten boosters, boosters are still effective. And as for the national vote, the vaccines that are in use right now can boost any prior vaccine regimen that you had. That's for the adult population. So the science shows that two vaccines um, for the population, it tends to wane. And, and that has been, that has evidence has been there for about the last 12 to 18 months. So therefore, the booster campaign is necessary to get the entire population boosted. So as the Honorable Minister said in another place in terms of you can get, you can take your individual booster for you, but in doing so, you are also protecting. If you encourage, we used to say plus one or plus two, if you encourage other persons to get vaccinated, you all are going to help in terms of reducing, transmitting the virus to somebody who's truly vulnerable and who can be at increased risk of hospitalization. So, trust that answers the question. So, two vaccines with contact. Um, I, have one, I have one question. Are we still doing contact tracing to determine when and where these people would have, um, who these people would have come into contact with? Because you said that um, a few people are showing up um, with symptoms. Are we able to determine where they may have or who they may have come into contact with? Well, I'm saying that persons who are showing up have COVID. They are not necessarily presenting with um Symptoms for COVID, but what COVID does, if even you don't carry the symptoms, it could make some of your chronic diseases worse. So, therefore, some people develop mild flu-like symptoms plus your chronic disease, and we test. So, the thing is, yes, from a public health point of view, contact tracing is still going on for those cases. As the minister said, and, and even the data nationally in my authority shows that um, it's still it's still at a low level. It's manageable. So, therefore, contact tracing with the current resources we have is still occurring. Um, but the thing is, in terms of um, with contact tracing, the thing is with the with the reality of movement and socialization, and um, the issue of of mask wearing limited to healthcare facilities. That's why the Ministry of Health we also saying, even though we have allowed um, or the government has allowed economic activity and allowed um, people to return to some semblance of a normal life, anytime you're in an environment that you believe you're at high risk of exposure. For influenza, it is still advised, to, it's still encouraged to wear a mask in those situations. So contact tracing, yes, is going on, but still with the virus, still with us, it's still good to practice those three W's, particularly if based on the evidence and the health promotion and based on your own perception of risk, you believe you're in a high exposure environment. Mm -hmm. But Dr. Amor, I know that you have all of these variants that would have, um, with regard to COVID-19, and I know the mRNA vaccines have been updating as the vaccine um, mutates, if that's the correct word, um, into these variants. Um, how effective is it in terms of the current rollout of the Ministry of Health? Because I know particularly the two vaccines available will be Johnson & Johnson and Sinopharm, and they are, and they are not mRNA vaccines. Um, is it that they will still offer protection against the variants? Or is it that we should be trying to get some of those mRNA vaccines, which are more maneuverable in terms of the science, to tailor their effectiveness against variants? Well, if I may, well, the issues of vaccine procurement and so forth, that's really the level of the Ministry of Health. So I feel more comfortable if the Honorable yeah. Minister may so want to comment first. We yeah. are always in the marketplace for vaccines, even when we had the Pfizer vaccine, which was an mRNA. 
we had to beg people to take it. We had to dump hundreds of thousands of doses of mRNA vaccines. So the appetite for vaccines by the public um, doesn't really encourage us uh, to bring in new vaccines. We have Johnson Johnson and we have Sinopharm, and I confirmed yesterday with the experts that these two vaccines can offer significant um, protection against COVID at even at this stage of the game, whilst we still try to source other vaccines. It is the same message we gave from day one. Take the vaccine that is in front of you. Don't wait. Because when you wait, you become infected and you can die, especially the elderly. And this vaccination relaunch, which we are starting with on Friday, is directly targeted to protecting our elderly. I made the point that a young person playing mass, going to FET, can be asymptomatic, as Dr. Amor is seeing. But, and you will be well, but you will take that virus home to your immunocompromised parent and grandparent, and they are going to pay the price. So we are advising people, let us protect our elderly, let us protect our immunocompromised people, like our cancer patients, patients on dialysis. We had too many dialysis patients die. We had too many cancer patients die because they were unvaccinated. The COVID came home and met them. So we are appealing to people with this carnival season, especially with visitors coming in, Please get vaccinated to protect our elderly and immunocompromised as far as humanly possible. Has it, has it been discussed at all at the level of, of the cabinet or of government about the possibility of it affecting the carnival celebrations, uh, Minister? No. Our, our country is open. The, if you look at two pieces of government correspondence, one, the public health regulations, which I signed off on, which came into effect on the 1st of January, you would see absolutely no restrictions there. The only restriction is the continuing of wearing masks in healthcare settings. And then the Honorable Prime Minister's New Year's message, which were clear indications that the country is open and we want to be open. What about the presentation of negative test results on arrival? From China. So as, as I have just explained, <laughs> the mm-hmm. public health regulations, which signals to the population what we are doing, made no mention of those things. So absolutely okay. nothing has changed. All right. We have to get it on tape so we can put it in the news. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the minister, no minister, minister <laughs> yeah. Singh said, and the clip starts. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's how it works. So, if you look at the public health regulations, it makes no mention of testing of anybody coming in from any con- country at all. Mm-hmm. All that we are insisting on is the wearing of masks in hospitals and healthcare settings. Because I don't is know there... if you're aware that some airlines have initiated their but those particular policies from people that, coming in from... That's fine, yeah. That's fine, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so what, what vaccine will you start in terms of COVID-19 with the introduc- reintroduction on Friday and on the weekend? Sinopharm and GNG. And, and I will be in Trincity Mall to help launch that at 11 o'clock on Friday. And, and, and what is the advisory 
regarding mm-hmm. persons who may have had vac- vaccinations before or no vaccinations. I, so I, can in, you give us yeah, an update yeah. on that? Yes, yeah, sure. That, that, that's, a, that's a very good question to ask. So if you have never been vaccinated, start the vaccination process, either with J&J or Sinopharm. If you have been vaccinated, and as Dr. Amor said, it's incomplete, finish it. If you had your first two doses and you haven't been boosted, start the booster program. If you had your first two doses and your first booster, but didn't take your second booster, take your second booster. So the, the, the lesson or the moral of the story is, if you have not been vaccinated, start it. If you started it and didn't finish it, finish it. And that will give us a lot of protection moving forward uh, so the country could remain open. Because now, does, does it matter what vaccine mm-hmm. you take before? I'm right. presuming people should work with the vaccination no, card. Yeah. So just work with the vaccination card, as Dr. Moore said earlier. The should we work with the digital vaccine. one or the paper one? The paper one. We don't have the <laughs> digital one. Nice try. Well, right. <laughs> well, that's a good question. So, so Minister, let me ask you, I what about you those have, that took I the... I know you have to drop in that. <laughs> <laughs> what about those that, like myself who took the AstraZeneca? It doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. Okay. That's what I what say. WHO yeah. changes guidelines around, I think, the middle of last year, in that now all vaccines are interchangeable. It doesn't matter what you started with. You can take any vaccine now as a booster or whatever. So it's totally I, I, interchangeable. I, well, you're making me feel like a prostitute. I had two AstraZeneca and a Pfizer. Now I had to do a G&J or a Sinopharm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had two AstraZeneca and two Pfizer. I wish I could have taken a fifth one. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Don't put any ideas in Paul head. And, and, <laughs> and for those that took, that took uh, together the flu vaccine, do you have to wait uh-huh. a period? Yeah, we advise you wait about two weeks um, before, you take, um, before you take either one. All right? So just wait about two weeks. And yeah. And we are also advising people now, influenza. Influenza is raging in the cold countries in um, north of the equator, whether it's North America or Europe. And that is one of the reasons why they are having these restrictions too, uh, because they want to avoid the triple pandemic or the tri-pandemic. Um, we, we are lucky because of geography. We, we in, a, in a tropical climate, we don't suffer as much as the colder climates with influenza. However, we do have influenza circulating, influenza A, influenza B. Um, we have administered just over 26,000 doses of influenza vaccine since the start of this vaccination program. And at these sites, starting on Friday, we'll be offering both influenza vaccines and COVID vaccines. So it's a one-stop shop for these circulating viruses, and we urge the population um, to make use of it. This question is for Dr. Amor. Um, Dr. Amor, is there a concern, or will there be a concern of bed space at all? I know that that was a concern in the the last time that we would have gone through this exercise. Is that a a concern at all in in Southern hospitals? No, there's not a concern at this time. Um, there are contingencies in place, so we do have capacity still. And plus, under the Ministry of Health guidance, we also network with the other RHAs as well, principally North Central RHA 
And a reminder that, you know, several of our parallel healthcare facilities are closed, but they are, they are not being decommissioned. So it's, it's, so the architecture is still there, could be reactivated by ministry policy that has arches we would, we would follow. So right now it is not a concern, but I'm sure the whole country would, would, would appreciate that we do not want to go back there. And I do want to make a plug from where I sit for the healthcare workers to remind that because of the parallel healthcare system, um, what we found in other countries, even first world countries, where the healthcare workers themselves becoming succumbing to COVID, that did not happen in a large degree here. So vaccination overall is the prevention, not only to prevent the individual health from becoming compromised, but to preserve the healthcare system so that we do have a healthcare system to function if somebody comes in with other ailments and diseases. So I do want to make a plug um, for, for that. So yes, the bed space is not an issue now, but we need we need the partnership and cooperation from the population so that we could all live and work and seek healthcare when we need it. We need to preserve the healthcare system through this exercise as well. Minister, do I know you referenced the, the uh, regulations you signed up for yeah. earlier this year, but are there any is there any testing going on, random, kind of there was random testing before? Fortunately, we're seeing a lot more cruise ships coming to Trinidad and Tobago. And of course, we're expecting an influx of visitors for Carnival. Now, while no official testing is required for persons coming in, is the ministry slash the state testing people randomly so we get a sense of if people are coming in with virus loads or not? No, we are not testing at ports of entry. Uh, we never did that. Um, you don't do testing at ports of entry for COVID. What Brian is picking up is what we call incidental COVID, where you are testing people coming in for a particular condition, and then you realize that they have COVID. Um, countries all around the world are, are, have relaxed their testing, um, their testing protocols at this point in time of the pandemic. There is random testing. No, sorry, there is testing at the hospitals. And that is why Dr. Moore and the other hospitals are picking up these incidental COVID cases. Is the parallel, any measure the parallel healthcare system still in place? Yes, as Dr. Moore just said, the basic architecture is there. So the, the, hospi- the main hospital of the parallel healthcare system, which is still up and running, is Coover. We have decommissioned Point Fortin since May last year, decommissioned Arima since June, Augustus Long. I don't think we have anybody there. Um, and what we have moved towards is a hybrid system where we sequester in the normal healthcare system COVID patients to be treated um, in a sequestered manner, making sure that the infection doesn't jump to the general hospital population. Understood. And I want to ask an unrelated question, but I want to complete your chance, your opportunity to tell the public that you start on Friday at Trin City Mall, the reintroduction of the COVID vaccination yeah. and continuation of the influenza vaccination. Yeah. So if you could give us information that before I ask yeah. the next question, please. So we start on Friday at Mall throughout Trinidad and Tobago. Um, it is posted up on our website. We had a full page out in the Express yesterday. I haven't looked at the papers today, but I'm assuming it's there again. Um, so we're in Trinity Mall, West Mall, um, Starlight, Long Circular. We're in DSM Plaza, Shogwanas, 
um, two places up in Eastern and Bryan. Maybe you could tell them where you are in um, South, Southwest. Yeah, in, in Southwest, we're in Gulf City Mall, and we also have C3 Center as part of the National yeah. um, So, Camp. So we have targeted malls because malls, you know, you have easy easy parking. It's a nice um, ambience there, and it's a high-traffic, high-volume area, and people are not going to a health center. People have this fear of going to a health center, so it's a good environment to come out, do some shopping, do some relaxing, easy parking, and get va- vaccinated. And if you have the flu, you should wait until the flu has subsided. Yes, well, we, as, as a general rule of thumb, um, no one who presents with a fever or flu-like symptoms is vaccinated with any vac- vaccine. Isn't that right, Brian? That's correct, Minister. Yeah. Right, yeah. All right. All right. I have a question unrelated to COVID, but related what? to the health sector. What no. the bonus that was promised to the health workers have it has it all been paid thus far? Well, but let me just uh, add to that because that was my question. It has been paid, right, but can... my understanding, I've spoken to two nurses, and two doctors and three nurses who've said that while they've received payment, it has been heavily taxed. Can you confirm this? Well, I won't say it's heavily taxed. It has been taxed in accordance with the law, mm-hmm. um, whatever the tax 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 rate is. So I won't use the adjective heavily taxed. Uh, and to answer um, uh, um, the, the first Brenda. question, to the best of my knowledge, um, I think we set out, we put out a press release just before Christmas. At that point in time, if I remember correctly, 95% of people received it. And um, I think the, the last remaining 5% of people are the actual Ministry of Health, not healthcare workers in the RHEs. Mm-hmm. So by now, everybody should have had it. Um, Tobago did have an issue, um, but I'm hoping that that has been resolved. Well, that's beautiful. Another unrelated question. Can you or Dr. Amor indicate if you have seen a presentation of particularly elderly persons coming to hospitals uh, displaying symptoms after New Year's celebration from stress, from fireworks, etc.? I, I, I don't know if Dr. Amor can speak to that. Um, we we have been checking thus far. No, um, we we have checked at this point three to four, three ADs. We have five emergency departments, so we have seen no evidence of that. So we should get the final report today, but no evidence thus far. All right, all right. I have, I have a couple of questions from our listeners before we get in before we close off. One question for the honourable minister: Are children taking Sinopharm for their booster shots? So, as indicated, Sinopharm was never approved by WHO for children, and we never gave Sinopharm to children in Trinidad and Tobago. We used Pfizer, which we got as a, as a gift from the government and people of Spain. And the uptake of that Pfizer vaccine for the pediatric population was very, very disappointingly low. Mm-hmm. All right. Another question GB in Trinity is asking, I took the three AstraZeneca when I went to the health center. I was told I can't get the Sinopharm as a second booster. Well, I have no evidence of that. Um, if that is the case, that is incorrect. As we have said, mm-hmm. the vaccines are now interchangeable. But now that you have raised it, we will make sure and resensitize our health centers that the vaccines are interchangeable. All right. I have a final question from BCC, and this is something that Paul brought up yesterday. 
Uh, can you ask the health minister about the young lady who has a medical degree and currently doing filing in an office um, so as to meet her scholarship requirements? Paul raised that question yesterday. So Paul, you I, will have, I will have... So the Minister of Health does not hire people. The Minister of Health will not be aware of what each of the 20,000 healthcare workers in the system are doing and what their job descriptions are. Um, Minister Johnson and Johnson is still a one job, right? It's still a one job, but you could also boost it off afterwards. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Any more questions, gentlemen? From Ms. Dr. No, Moore and Minister Dialsing. All right, gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for being on the Power Breakfast Show as usual. Minister, thanks for always being accessible to us as, as usual. Recording stopped. And all the best to you all for 2023. And we'll chat soon. Okay, thank you very okay, much. I, I don't know how he didn't win that top prize at the end of the year. I don't know how Minister Dialsing didn't win that top prize, but say what? I'll give him, it. I'll give him a prize when I see it. <laughs> okay, brother. Thank you. Uh, all right. Have no communication you. positions. We know when the liquid stops. <laughs> <you know. laughs> all right. All the best to you, gentlemen. Have a good one. <laughs> Thank you for choosing Power Water 2 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital. <laughs>